Welcome back to Mr. Cornwell's Corner. Today on another exciting episode, we are going to be discussing the Wizard of Menlo Park, also known as Thomas Alva Edison, one of, if not the greatest inventors in American history. Um, his nickname is the Wizard of Menlo Park, the wizard for his contributions to the electricity and the light bulb, and Menlo Park is where he's from in New Jersey. So Edison, during his lifetime, received over 1,000 patents from the U.S. government. Now, a patent is, is a protection from U.S. government that protects your ideas or inventions. So if you invent something and you get it patented with the U.S. government, for anybody else to use that invention, they have to go through you, pay you, work a deal out with you, so they can't just steal your inventions. So most people might have one or two patents in their lifetime. Um, I don't have any. I don't know about you. I've got zero. Um, Abraham Lincoln is the only president to ever have a patent in his name, and he got a patent for a type of rail splitter well before he was president of the United States and never manufactured it. So most people don't have any patents, and if you have one, you have one, maybe. Edison had over 1,000. Now, how do, how do you do that? Um, first of all, you start off on your own and become like a rock star in the field of inventions, and he does that. Then he becomes one of the first people in the United States to use a R&D lab. R&D lab stands for Research and Development Lab. So after he makes a name for himself in the 1870s, by the 1880s, he's got a laboratory in New Jersey where he's got dozens of scientists working under him, but he gets the credit for all those patents because he's Thomas Edison. And that's how you wind up with over a thousand patents in your name. Now, today we're only going to discuss three of his main inventions. Um, remember, he's got over a thousand patents. That would take a lot more than 15 or 20 minutes to discuss all of his patents. So the three we're going to focus on today are his first one that really puts him on the map, which is the phonograph in 1877. And then the one that makes him a rock star in not just in the United States, but worldwide, which was his contributions to the electric light bulb and electricity itself. And then the last one, and that's in 1879. And then the last one we're going to talk about uh, is his contributions to motion pictures or movies. And that's in 1891. Okay. So let's start with this phonograph. Phonograph, what, Edison's phonograph was, it's an invention that for the first time can record sounds, including human voice. Now, 
Um, he's working on a patent for what becomes the telephone, but he's beaten to the telephone patent in 1876 by a gentleman of the name Alexander Graham Bell. Alexander Graham Bell gets the first patent for the phone. So what Edison does, instead of giving up, he takes that same technology he was using to develop a telephone, and he uses it to use, instead of transmitting voice, he uses it to record voice. And he names it the phonograph. So um, what the phonograph basically is, it's like a cylinder, a metal cylinder with a hand crank on it. You can turn it. And on one end has like a little speaker and it has like uh, a needle, like a record player needle on it. So when you wound it, when you crank it one way, it draws sound in. And when you crank it back the other way, it replays that sound. So what does that mean? That means if you live before 1877, we have no recordings of your voice because that technology did not exist. But if you live after 1877, there's a possibility that we have a recording of your voice if you lived after 1877 because the phonograph existed and it only gets better. So how cool would it be if we had or could listen to Edison's original voice the first time in 1877 that human voice was recorded in the history of man? Wouldn't that be cool? Um, let me ask you this. If you were Edison, if you had invented a machine that records sound, like you've been working on it for years, you've tested it, you know it works. It's testing one, two, testing one, two. You've done all that stuff, you know it works. So tomorrow morning, you're going to get up and go to your lab. And for the first time in the history of man, you're going to record your own voice. And you know it's going to be there forever. So the obvious question is, what would you say? Well, I don't know about you, but me, I'm not that smart. I'm kind of a simple guy. So I would probably say my name is Troy Cornwell. I was born in Hialeah, Florida, and my parents are really boring. Nobody cares. I'd probably give family history some boring facts about myself that has no relevance whatsoever to anybody outside of my family. So the question, what would you say? That would be interesting. You know you're going to record your voice for the first time ever. Now, do you know what Edison said? How cool would it be to have a copy of that? Well, as luck would have it, Mr. Cornwell's got a copy of that right here. So I'm going to play Edison's original recording into the phonograph. I'll play it once, discuss it, and then play it again so you can hear it the second time knowing what he says. So see if you can pick up on what he says the first time he records his own voice. I spoke in the original phonograph. A little piece of practical poetry. Mary had a little lamb, its fleece was white as snow, and everywhere that Mary went, the lamb was sure to go. And there you have it, Thomas Edison. Now, at the beginning, um, he says, These are the first words I said into the original phonograph. So, this is a recording later on where he's repeating it. And then after that, he starts. And if you can tell, he says, Mary had a little lamb whose fleece was white as snow. And everywhere that Mary went, the lamb was sure to go. So listen again now that you know what it says and see if you can, you can understand what he's talking about. The first words I spoke in the original phonograph. 
Um, don't you find it interesting that of all the things he could have said, he says Mary had a little lamb. Isn't that fascinating? He, he could have given history. He could have talked about bread. I mean, anything in the world. Himself, what's going on. But instead, he chooses to repeat a child's poem. Do you know why? And this explains part of the genius of Edison. The real reason he does it is it don't, I don't care if you're three years old, 30 years old, or 83 years old. Everybody knows Mary had a little lamb. So he says something that is practical and that is recognizable, that everybody alive would understand what he's talking about. And that just tells you a little bit of the genius of Thomas Edison. All right, so that really puts him on the map as an inventor, the phonograph. The next big one comes out in 1879, and that is his contributions to the light bulb. Now, Edison gets the credit for inventing a light bulb. Um, he really didn't do that, but you'll understand why he gets the credit for that in just a minute. Um, the light bulb's been around before Edison, well before Edison. But the problem with the light bulb is they did not last very long, sometimes seconds to minutes. So even wealthy people wouldn't use electric light bulbs in their house because they would burn out so fast. So um, they'd still use gasoline or lamp oil to light up their house. So the problem is inside the light bulb is what's known as a filament. A filament is what actually burns and puts off the light. So when the electricity comes to it, it heats up and puts off the electric light. And then when the filament burns out or explodes, the light bulb's no good. So before Edison, light bulbs around, but nobody used them to illuminate their house. No cities used them to illuminate sidewalks, anything like that, because they just weren't practical. So what Edison does is he spends a couple of years working on this. By his own estimation, he fails over 6,000 times. Trial and error. What he's trying to do is find something that will burn for hours and hours and hours, hundreds of hours, which would last days and weeks and months inside the light bulb to make it practical. So he goes through all kinds of metals. He goes through all kinds of animal um, material. He goes through all kinds of plant material. Like basically, he fails over 6,000 times. Everything he tries either gets too hot and burns immediately or explodes or catches on fire. It's just not practical. Um, what he winds up finding is like a form of cardboard that'll burn for long periods, hundreds of hours in a row. The reason Edison gets the credit for inventing the electric light bulb is because nobody used the light bulb to illuminate their house, to illuminate cities until Edison. And then after Edison, everybody uses the light bulb. So you understand why he gets the credit for inventing it. What he really did was just perfect the filament inside improve the light bulb, make it practical. So the 1880s is the first time when the United States starts to use electricity instead of animal oils or gasoline to illuminate for light. Now, that's a huge deal. One, it's a lot cleaner. Um, two, it's a lot brighter, more efficient. Okay, And Thomas Edison doesn't stop there. He also works on not only the light bulb, but a system to get electricity out to the light bulbs. 
Electric Grid. Um, he forms the Edison Electric Company, and a whole other podcast would get into the alternate current and direct current, ACDC, with him and Tesla. Basically, Edison is a DC component, direct current guy. Tesla is an alternate current guy, AC guy. And over time, AC wins out. So Edison loses that. But what Edison does is he uses his company, Edison Electric, and in one section in Manhattan, New York City, becomes the first in the United States to get electric lights. So he runs a DC grid to one block in Manhattan, and they become the first ones to get electric lights. And that is in the early 1880s. So by the 1890s and 1900s, most Americans are starting to get electricity and electric lights into their house. So that is a huge breakthrough, and that really makes him a rock star in inventor circles and in the United States. He starts hobnobbing with presidents. He becomes pretty wealthy, um, hangs out with uh, Harvey Firestone, Henry Ford. This really puts him on the map. It's his electric light bulb. Now, Edison Electric, when he gets a little older, he sells it off. And uh, he stays on the board, but he sells his company, and it becomes known as General Electric, or GE, which is still around today and makes appliances and stuff. That, you, that was Edison Electric's, uh, orig- Edison's original company before he sold it off. And then the third experiment we have, or invention with him, is Edison's contributions to motion pictures. And this is in 1891. By this time, he's Thomas Edison. He's a rock star. So... He's no longer working on his own. He's got scientists under him. People are trying to bring him ideas. You're trying to hook up with him and whatnot. So the motion pictures has been developing, but they bring this to Edison, this idea, and he gets on board and starts to compete. His main competition is a couple of guys in France, the Lumiere brothers. They're a couple of French inventors who are working on moving pictures. Now, pictures have been around for for a long time the first ones were known as magic lantern shows and you've all done this as kids you've had a light source behind you and you've used your hands to make figures on the wall like jaws and move people around Um, that was really the first moving pictures that goes back hundreds of years and then it starts to progress to basically like remember the little flip books you used to make in elementary you draw a picture and then when you flip it it looks like the guy's running or jumping um that technology So Edison jumps in the 1890s, and that's about where it's at as far as motion pictures. So he invents a a machine called the kinetograph, which is basically like a moving camera picture, okay? And then a kinetoscope, which is a machine that he calls a kinetoscope, which plays the device. Um, And the original movies were very short, you know, 30 seconds to a minute long, and they were individual viewers. Um, think of like the little things you had as kids, those little slide viewers, they were like that. You could go up, they were in saloons, train stations, that place. You could drop a nickel in, hence the name Nickelodeon. The TV channel for kids is an homage tip of the cap to the original motion picture industry. Nickelodeons were the machines where you could drop a nickel in and watch a short film. And you would usually have headsets like little headsets okay and um you could watch and listen now this time period the movie came from one source the sound came from another source like what we call talkies or movies with sound in them that doesn't come to the end of the 1920s 
So the original ones are silent films, but silent films still had sound. They just didn't come from the same source. They couldn't time it up. So actors didn't talk, but there was music playing during most of the action. Those are the silent movies. So what I have for you today is the first known recording for a silent movie. Um, A gentleman by the last name of Dixon who worked with Edison, he was one of his um, laboratory scientists, and this came out in 1894 with Thomas Edison's first known movie. So I'm going to play this. It's only like 17 seconds long. This is the first known recording with any motion pictures. Well, there you go. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, you couldn't see the video, but what it was is a guy playing a violin into like a loud metal drum, which was like a speaker, and two guys dancing, kind of dancing around, which was one of the first movies ever recorded. And that's the earliest known music. It's about 17 seconds long of a guy, Dixon, playing violin that was used with the silent movies. So I hope you enjoyed this episode on the Wizard of Menlo Park. I hope you got something out of it. Just to recap, his three big inventions, the phonograph, first time you can record human sound, any sounds, including human voices, 1877, the electric light bulb, 1879, and motion pictures, which was 1891. And it goes from there. So I hope you've enjoyed this. And in honor of the Wizard of Menlo Park, and his contributions to the light bulb, which he's most famous for, and to electricity in general, we are going to slide our way out of here with a little electric slide. Enjoy. We'll see you next time on Mr. Cornwell's Corner. It's electric!
Boogie, 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 boogie